0: This is about humans dreaming together.
1: About humans supporting each other on our journeys.
0: It's about the science and the art behind making our dream lives a reality. To the students of life. The young and the curious. The dreamers and the doers. To those who crave to be a strong individual. And want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Dreamology Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Tim Bishop, back with another episode of the Dreamology Podcast. Remember, we are here because in school, we didn't learn about how to make our dream lives a reality. And so here we are studying how to do that, and we are making sure that we're all making daily progress towards our dream lives. For me, it's been a little bit over 18 months since I made the conscious decision to try to make my dream life a reality. And in that process, I am trying to grow, to transform, to connect, to love, to contribute, and to really just see what the best life looks like for me. And I want to help others do the same. And these conversations are a way that I can do that. And so I'm really excited to introduce today's guest. Let's get to it. Today's guest is Tim Trung, the founder of Soul Foo, a innovative restaurant in Minneapolis that is combining Southern American cuisine and Southeast Asian cuisine together. On this episode, we really just talk about Tim's story. We talk about how his parents had him working in a restaurant at 11 years old. We talk about his battle with his identity being half Asian and half American. We talk about the journey, the real ups and downs of the journey of life and how things can be presented to you when you least expect them. And Tim really did not expect that this would be the time for him to start a business and to start his own restaurant and to be a head chef. But things seemed to align perfectly because he didn't quit. He kept fighting. He kept going on his journey. And now here he is. And so this episode really gives a real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look at the life of Tim Trung and the journey he has taken to get to where he is today. Just like a lot of the interviews that I am releasing right now, this one was recorded pre-COVID and pre-craziness, and so Tim did have to shut down his restaurant for about three to four months, but is now reopened, and so if you want to give him some support, show him some love, if you're in Minneapolis, go check out and get some food from Soul Fu and tell him that Tim Bishop on the Dreamology podcast sent you. With all that being said, here is the interview with Tim Trung. podcast listeners. Today we are here with Tim Trung, Ayo. aka Big Timmy. <laughs> uh, this is my homie from, from way back in the day, and uh, it's crazy to see what we both are up to now. About six, seven years later, we met working at a restaurant way back in the day, and now he is the founder of Soul Food, a restaurant here in the north loop of Minneapolis doing big things. Tim, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. That was a great introduction. <laughs> I think I want you to talk to me, talk about me more often. All
0: right, man. I can do that. I can do that. Let's. Uh, we got a like, little bit of time here to talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, what you got? What you got? Yeah, bro. Do you want to just give us a little bit of like a brief intro story, who you are? Just like a, just kind of, you know, overall summary of what you're up to right now.
1: Um, my name is Timmy Trung. Uh, I am a restaurant in the North Loop Galley in the North Loop. My restaurant is called Sofu. Sofu is a combination of Southern and Southeast Asian cuisine. Um, I'm excited to be in the North Loop. It's definitely different than anywhere else that I've been working in Minnesota or in a new restaurant. For sure. It's exciting, but I'm just... Honestly, every day is a learning experience. I really don't know what else to say about that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, no, the start, man, you were just, before we got on air, man, you were just talking about, it. Re- refresh that, you open up your business in probably the hardest month possible to open the business, which would be January.
1: Yeah, absolutely, don't ever open a restaurant at the end of <laughs> December, it's like a, it's not a good business decision.
0: <laughs> hey, but you're here, man, you're doing it, and all right, I feel like, I feel like I want to start somewhere different than I thought I wanted to start, okay. because <laughs> I feel like I want you to touch on... The fact that when I first talked to you, when I found out you're up in Sofu, when I came in and said, what's up, and mm-hmm. we, we reconnected, uh, you know, the first thing you said to me was that you felt like this was kind of an expression of who you were because it was combining your your Asian heritage and your American heritage. Can you just touch on that and why that meant so much to you? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, it's, in my head, it, it makes total sense, but um, when I work, worked with my family's restaurant i could only cook southeast asian cuisine but then i was i was i love it. i love asian food obviously but um growing up in minnesota or in the united states it's just there's so much more food out there that how could you right. just like submit or just keep to one style of cuisine your whole life and Then i worked in like american bars and grills and then um I wanted to cook Asian food there, and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> and then I wanted to cook, like, steaks and, I don't know, like, hot dogs at my family's restaurant. They're like, no, that's not a good move. And honestly, it really felt like the only way to really cook everything I wanted was to open up my own restaurant.
0: Yeah, dude. And so what kind of cuisine, your parents, like, what kind of, is it all Southeast Asian cuisine? or So... Um, my it's my
1: dad's side of the family that owns the restaurant. Okay, that's my Vietnamese side. Okay, so it's mainly Vietnamese food. We have little Southeast Asian food too, like um, a little Chinese, like like Lo Mein and Sesame Chicken. Okay. We have little like Thai, like Pad Thai and gotcha. So,
0: the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're dope, man. And you, so what? Like, has this been like basically? going back way back like has this been family business since day one like growing up was was just like cooking a part of who you were or was there kind of other plans in the beginning and you ended up basically working in the family business or I'm curious how the like how'd you get into first working at restaurants and and being a part of that life I think I started working with my family when I was like 11 or 12 (laughs) okay so you
1: were young (laughs) yeah and I was like I was, like, the designated, like, water boy. Like, I would just (laughs) bring glasses of water and bring menus to customers. Um, I thought I was hot shit. Can I say that? Yeah, for sure, man. (laughs) I thought I was hot shit back then because I'd hang out with a bunch of kids, like, I mean, not a bunch of kids, like, a bunch of college students and stuff, and I was like, yeah, like, living my best life. And then, I don't know, I was, like, 14 or 15, and then I I saw, like, my aunt using a walk. And it was just so powerful and just, like, it was smooth and just how, how you cook dishes so fast and the heat and the steam and the fire, it just it immediately, just, like, it got me. And I was like, I have to learn that. Um, and honestly, like, food, food, family, um, it just all ties together. I just love food. I love cooking. I love making people happy. It's not serious. It's just food. Uh, there's no life or death situations. But, um... I think dinner time was the only time when my family, when I was having dinner with my family when we weren't fighting. So it was easy. Mm -hmm. Like, food is always a happy space for me. Cooking is always a happy
0: place. Yeah, man. Dude, that's so beautiful. And it's, (laughs) dude, it is, man. It's true. Like, you sit down over a meal with just good people, and no matter what else is going on, you just can kind of sit and enjoy, man. It's like me and Ty we love we love doing that man we just get our friends together you sit down for a meal and no matter what happened in your day yeah you should enjoy the meal man at
1: like at the very least like i think your, your your body or your your person you're just trained to love food like you're always excited about lunchtime growing up as a kid you're always excited about recess like it's just something about food like Breakfast lunch dinner I don't know. It's always instilled in your brain. This it's never gonna change like everybody's got to eat Yeah, everybody like, eats bro. Everybody eats you can choose to eat Really good. Or you can choose to eat really poorly But
0: hopefully it's something you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, man So this how is how is like the evolution of I mean you saw Was your aunt you said with the walk mm-hmm which is a just a great visual someone was just like mm-hmm. who just knows how to work a walk it's awesome yeah. but how is the like now that you have your own place like have you looked back at and thought about how like just the relationship with your parents and kind of what they meant to you as far as like now building you kind of like to where you are here today as far as like that's what they were doing you were inspired by it and now you're you're here doing it? Like you've kind of thought about how that relationship has evolved and kind of brought you here? Uh,
1: every day. I'm going to try to say this without crying. So if I start crying, I'm just going to stop talking. But um, so quick side story. I'm doing a nonprofit um, next month. It's a nonprofit event called Wigs Out Lashes Out. And um, it's basically this, corp- this company that um, raises money to buy wigs for children 21 and under, you know, cancer patients, people that children that are losing their hair. So I think it's a great cause and I want to be a part of it. <clears throat> they asked me a similar question like that. And um, my parents, uh, like, especially my dad, was, like, really hard on me growing up because I always, like, wanted to be in the kitchen. I always wanted to be in the restaurant business, actually. And, you know, like, serving, bartending, busing, whatever, cooking. I just wanted to be in the restaurant. I just love the restaurant. Um he he was just like, You'll never make it in the kitchen. You'll never make it as a chef. You'll never be an owner. I remember him saying, like, you just you just don't have what it takes. Like you won't make it happen. And um I didn't realize I was like I resented him for so long because like why wouldn't my father or my mother just believe in me? Like what did I do so like so bad for them just to not believe in me or how like how dumb do I look I, I didn't get it mm. but now it's like my grandparents, my parents, my family they they did the hard work for me. I was born in the United States. they're the ones who sacrificed everything to come to America um, and from an outside perspective to see me like basically having... Golden opportunities like laid out for me just to have anything I wanted in life and I chose to be a chef. Like it's almost insulting from an outside standpoint. But um I, you know, persistence and a mm-hmm. little stubbornness and now I'm here and I I own soul food. <laughs> yeah man. But it it really uh honestly I wanna call them and be like, I finally understand. Like why didn't you guys support me throughout this career, but it also helped me get to where I'm at so
0: yeah man thanks for sharing that dude that's a uh, that's some that's some real stuff man it. you made it, yeah dude no that's yeah man that's all part of the journey man that's crazy, but no thank you for sharing that and um yeah, I'm I'm interested uh, from an outsider's perspective talking about the life of somebody who works as a chef or in a restaurant. Like is it most people's like is it, you know, in most in most industries you have a ladder you're trying to climb or somewhere you're trying to go. With with chefs it seems like I've been watching Chef's Table a lot on Netflix, <laughs> but it seems like Great most show. most people who are ambitious Going to the industry to work their ass off to eventually have the opportunity to start their own thing was that that was always in the back of your mind, or did that kind of happen over time? I mean, I still don't even believe that I have <laughs> my own restaurant, so that's
1: yeah, that's every that's everyone's goal, you know, to yeah. be your own boss. Yeah, um, like you said, chef's table is like cooking, cooking, or being a chef is part of it's Like yes. You work your way up, you work the line. You, I mean, you start washing dishes, you work the line. You become like, a, you learn how to do some desserts, you go up to like sous chef, head chef, executive chef, whatever. Wherever, whatever ladder it is, like, that's more of like the corporate world, I would say. Right. There's a stigma of like what you have to do in order to get to certain points. Um, another key essential part of being a chef is being creative, being different, doing something that people want to bite on. yeah for sure um you put those two together and
0: um that's like pretty much the main criteria yeah yeah so what were you doing right before you started soul food like what what job were you working um i was a kitchen manager at mortimer's
1: bar and grill and i was like kind of like the pastry chef at nightingale um carrie and jasha are the owners of both restaurants and um they really gave me the freedom to like experiment, try new ideas, learn a lot, um, manage employees. Like I had, you know, it was like maybe like six months, but I learned a lot from them. And right before that six months, I was working with my family. <laughs> I never really stopped. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah, you just kept, you mm-hmm. just kept working. And then, like, what? How did you know it was time? How did you know it was it like? I mean, you've been working in the restaurants now, what, since you were 11? So, like, Mm -hmm. 15, 14 years. (laughs) How would you, I mean, did the cars align, or was there something inside of you that was kind of like, it's time? I think somebody was looking out for me because um, I don't think I
1: was in a good place, honestly. Like, I would honestly say, like, I've hit rock bottom, where I've gone as, like, far bottom or as far low as I ever want to go. And it was, like, getting drunk every night waking up on the kitchen table, on the kitchen floor, you know, passing out, puking everywhere, whatever, like, it was, I was not in a good place, and, um, I honestly feel like I would get drunk so much, or I would, you know, do these terrible things, party all night, because I was bored, I wasn't challenged enough, and I wasn't challenging myself to be greater, Mm. um, and one day my cousin sent me this article on the Star Tribune saying, like, we're looking for four chefs to open four micro restaurants. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like, I'm done doing this, like, drunk party, whatever lifestyle. Like, I'm just over it. Like, you can have fun, but you just you can't celebrate. It. There's nothing to celebrate about. And I was at that point where I was like, I didn't do anything today. Like, why mm. am I partying? There's no you gotta have a balance. Yeah. So yeah. Applied and applied in interview after interview and then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like standing
0: sitting here with you. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes so at that point, like right when you applied, did you did you like know right away, oh like this is gonna be the mixture of American and Asian cuisine I you know, always wanted. Or, like, was that was that just kind of waiting? Was that idea sort of sort of sitting inside of you? Or, or once you saw it, you just kind of started to sit down and think and realize? Like, all the realizations you told me were, it was like, I always wanted to do this here and I always wanted to do this here, but mm-hmm. I couldn't cross the lines. Do you feel like that was just kind of the moment where it all just sort of came together?
1: It, it definitely
0: just, like, organically just
1: came together. But um, when I, when I had my, like, first or second interview, and there's nobody that can, I can't quote anyone anymore because he's not, even, he's he like resigned as the CEO of this <laughs> building. But he was like, I want something different. I want something I've never seen before. You know, don't do something like that everyone else is doing. Show me something new. Show me a creative side. That's how I came up with SoFu. And I was like, honestly, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like me. I don't know. It's yeah. Just, growing up, like like mixed parents like I have a Vietnamese and Hmong background like it, it was never okay just like to be half you know like they want me to be full bred like I'm not pure or whatever but mm. nah just like I made this menu I was like it's gonna be dope and people are gonna start to understand like it's okay to be different and
0: I don't know I just yeah, like man.
1: I honestly wrote the menu before I even cooked anything on it but I knew it would work that's I had, crazy I had,
0: great feeling i had a great idea of work um yeah it was pretty crazy yeah. <laughs> i don't know no dude it seems like it's just like literally an expression of who you are and you just can't even put it like dude, like this is just me mm-hmm. and i feel like that's that's what everyone's looking for man like something that I can create that's like yep like you said you made the menu and you're like this is this is gonna work <laughs> like this is, it's, this is it and that's 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 awesome man and yeah what that stands for like what even the, whether you want this to stand for it or not like what that stands for just for people listening to this or people in Minnesota or around the US wherever who's like yo like if you create something that's you like people are more likely to buy into that and to mm-hmm. buy into what you're selling and to buy into what you believe in because yeah I've never seen a restaurant that's Southeast Asian and Southern cuisine like how many Southern restaurants is there in, in Minnesota like none <laughs> but then you you oh. mix the two together and all of a sudden people are like wow I mean there's a few you have to go over North Side for it but um <laughs> Maybe one day I'll take you. That's all right. <laughs> Different part of town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, cool. Well, all right. Well, give us, uh, yeah, give us an example of, of one of the dishes. I know that I've seen a few, but uh, talk to me about like, one of the most popular dishes right now and kind of like what, what it's a blend of. Man. Um, the most popular
1: one right now has got to be the fried chicken fried rice. It's a super simple concept, but it makes sense. Um, simple fried rice, the way that I like it. Onions, eggs, rice, soy sauce, garlic, white pepper, salt. That's pretty much it. Um, just add some. It's fire. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and super some sriracha simple. on top. <laughs> it's super simple. I like my rice. My fried rice just rice and simple, not a lot of vegetables. And then I and then I um, fry a chicken breast. You know, boneless, clean. White meat, fresh. Um, Chicken breast is really hard because if you fry it too long, it'll get dry. But you just do it fresh every time, put it right on top of the fried rice. It's perfect. It's like a soft rice, soft, warm, flavorful rice and crispy chicken. Yeah. Um, Everyone loves it. I think everyone loves it. That's what they tell me. (laughs) Maybe they don't like it. I don't know. If
0: they keep ordering it, then hopefully they like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you took like two staples. You took a staple of the Southern cuisine, which is fried chicken, mm-hmm. and a staple of the Southeast Asian cuisine, which is just fried rice. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It just that makes so much sense. It it just
1: made sense in my head, and I didn't think it could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, two things people love, anyways, and
0: yeah. bringing, bring them together, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I'm really proud of my my gouda duck and cheese. It's a gouda cheese sauce with cavatappi um, noodles and. Uh, a roasted uh duck breasts. Mm. It's um I I grew up eating like Chinese style roast duck. Like the one that's like hanging up in front of like the Chinese barbecue shops. Like, yeah. I love duck. Duck is like it's, it's fatty, it's crispy, it's juicy, it's delicious. It's I love stuff to dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to the vegetarians and vegans right now, but I love duck. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, how do I replicate that and bring it to the North Loop? And not, also not knowing how to do Chinese barbecue. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'll start with a duck breast. A nice duck breast. I guess I use a lot of breasts. now that I think about it. It's just <laughs> yeah. chicken breast, duck breast, whatever. With the skin on and everything, it's really juicy. Um, and I just roast it with a little five spice, I'll put it in the mm-hmm. oven, crisp it up, finish it on a saute pan. Um, baste it with some butter it's juicy it's tender and then gouda is like my favorite cheese of all time so there's it only just made sense i use gouda cheese yeah mac and cheese yeah
0: dude nice i love it yeah that sounds i haven't tried yet i told you i've been trying out the Mm -hmm. vegetarian diet but i might have to give that a go one of these days have you ever tried the the vegan what do they call it veganese
1: veganese no what is it it's like vegan mayo
0: no. No? Okay. Is it, is it all right? Have you tried it?
1: I don't know. That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs>
0: People have been asking for it. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, well, maybe I'll try to sample it for you. Cause I can't eat like, yeah, I can't eat like spicy mayo, huh? Yeah. That's not, that's probably not legal. That's like it's not legal. It's legal, but <laughs> it's against your it's probably diet. It's not legal, in, that that the, legal in the, in the, <laughs> the vegan, vegan community. <laughs> yeah, but
1: there's a vegan mayo.
0: Okay. Um, Interesting.
1: I don't know. I think they use like avocado oil or something. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Probably I'll, look into, it. I'll oil. look into it. I'll get back to you. Yeah, so check it always. out. All right. <laughs>
1: Let me know if it's nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, dope, man. Cool. And then, so yeah, I'm curious, like, cause I I know what this phase is like too. But you get the business launched. Like, what's your mindset right now? Is it just is it just go getter mentality? I remember the first time I saw you, you were like, bro, I'm be putting in the work to make sure this thing stays afloat. I'm kind of the the leader now. Is your what's your mindset right like right now? Is your a month in, looking forward to the next months, years. Um I'm I'm always gonna
1: be a fighter. That's gonna be first and foremost. I don't wanna let my team down. I don't wanna let anyone that's believed in me down. I know it says it's been a month, but it's been like the longest month of my life. <clears throat> Every day, you know, like doubt comes in my head, like, man, I wanna quit, like I'm good, I'm tired. You just gotta keep put your head down, and just keep going. Um, People have been asking me, like, what's the next step? Like, I know this is, like, food hall. Then do you want to go brick and mortar? Do you want to go catering? Do you want to go, like, concession stand style, like, at a a stadium or something? I I honestly don't know, but opportunities come every day, Mm. and you just got to be ready for it. I have my first residency starting next month, every Wednesday at 612 Brewery. Sofu will be selling food hey, at six one two brew. That's what's up.
0: I totally just forgot until now. So yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. So yeah. A little promo for that, six one two brew. Every Wednesday? Every Wednesday. Like evening? Yeah, Wednesday night from like six to
1: eight. We'll just lay out a bunch of food. We'll I'll probably make a plate, a proper plate, you know, sell it for X amount dollars and say, This is the Sofu plate of the week. And um, Yeah. <laughs> and we're partnering up with um non-profit organizations organizations that right. week um i think um the first week we do it is going to be the ronald mcdonald foundation
0: it's huge bigger yeah. than me so yeah like, that's huge man i'm just i'm just excited to get to work that's exciting man mm-hmm. man what's it feel like right now i mean you said like two months ago was was one of your lows <laughs> mm-hmm. and now you're you're kind of expressing yourself through this restaurant like how's that feel um amazing. I don't
1: know. It's just I take it slowly. It's it's really special that, you know, I did this and people believe in me and like whatnot. It's just yeah. it's all good. Yeah. It's all really good. Um Dynasty don't ever want to go that low again and it just <laughs> well, yeah, man. It means it's words can't describe how I feel, you know. For sure. Um, stay focused. Stay humble. Just keep working. Yeah,
0: dude. Like you said, you've been a fighter since day one, man. <laughs> we were just talking about when we met, and you were working that pizza oven, dude. Oh my god! You've been you've been a fighter since it's the moment I met you, man.
1: 100 pounds of dough. It was like <laughs> it was more than half my body weight, and I was just. Throwing it up, the pizza oven was like 800 degrees or something. Like, how did I do that? I don't yeah. even remember. I knew I couldn't reach the top of the oven though, and I did it somehow. And you, know, you just have fun with it. Yeah. At the other day, it's just food. Yeah. You can't go too far with it. You can't mess it up. For sure.
0: Or learn how to well, fix it. Well, some people can't mess it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> some people can. I think cooking is for everyone. I, I, don't, I don't mind training anyone in Yeah. I don't mind teaching anyone anything like cooking is fun and people should think about it like that yeah shouldn't think about it like a task or something you need to do hmm. i know some people say they eat to survive <laughs> that makes me sad it makes me sad too oh, man.
0: food's so beautiful man <laughs> eating is my life <laughs> <laughs> this is what i do no i know i get for sure i'm the same way Where it's the more i start to appreciate food it's one of the most beautiful things that we got on this earth yeah if not if not the most <laughs> you know what i really want to do next like
1: after all this like slows down or settles down and get soul food taken care of i just want to like make time like like what do you call it like r r and r whatever R&R i just, just, just want to like rest up take care of my body start working out again clean my house see friends hang out with people again yeah be a real person again catch up you know yeah i mean i only have this place for a year so yeah the real ones will wait for me anyways but yeah
0: i do want to have a life again for sure man you're giving thank you for being vulnerable because you're giving like a real insight into the life of, of what it's like man i mean the the journey i mean you whether you view yourself you know, as this I know we talked about this, but sometimes you're like, Wait, this people are looking at me doing this, but mm-hmm. you know, just the resilience. I mean, you go through shit in life and the fact that, you know like the you know, the unique thing about your story thing is that you just kept you just kept going. You know, you just there just there just wasn't a moment where you were like there's doubts, yeah, there's moments of low, but what I get from you is just that no matter all like all that shit that's happening, you just you're able to and you can see it. I mean when you talk about it, there's emotion there, right? It's real. It's yeah. a real life experience. And then then when you find something that you do, you know, love and you're holding on to that, attacking that is the first step, but then everything that follows, now you're sporting a team, now you're doing all this stuff and it's real, man. And like I said, Ty and I go to the same thing, man. We were just talking this weekend, we're like, dude, like you do you sacrifice, but you have a better vision as to far as like why i'm sacrificing because i'm creating something beautiful but it's there's still you know it's not all sunshine and rainbows because now everyone's probably hitting you up like dude nice restaurant dude yeah But at the same time you're no. there's still shit you're still a human you're, yeah. you're still a human so I, I i thank you for shedding light on the human side of, of this because that's what the goal of the podcast is man it's just no. to show the human behind everything and yeah
1: Absolutely. The only thing that I would say that is hard for me <clears throat> is um, dealing with, like, what is, like, self-doubt or whatever. Like, hmm. I always – well, first of all, I'm, I'm 26. Um, there's so many – in my head, I feel like there are so many more talented, willing, able chefs, restaurateurs, restaurant owners that could – that, you know – could kill or would kill in my position um, but I'm just I'm just here and you know I'm just doing the doing the damn thing uh, people want to talk to me people think I'm cool I'm you know, going on TV like I just I'm not taking any opportunity for granted but I definitely feel like why you yeah. know maybe I'm just like a why baby like why 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 is it why me instead mm. of like you know all these other talented people why aren't you on TV yet you should be on TV before <laughs> me <laughs> You're way better looking. You should, you should do that.
0: Bro, it's because I'm telling you, bro, you don't give yourself enough credit. It's because you just did it. Like, a lot of people who create stuff, it's because they just did it. People who are sitting on the sidelines can have as much talent as they want, but if you never pick up the pick up the spatula and start making the making the stir fry man then you're not gonna you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah you right. You never pick up the camera and start making like you know you're there's a bunch of talented people in the world man, but the ones that actually do something about it, you know. You just actually do something. You're right. Take it and run with it and yeah, see how man. far you go. Yeah, don't man. stop. Don't look back. Don't look back, bro. No man, it's dude, yeah that's man, it's legit. So now I mean now I feel you got some perspective and As far as, like, what have you really learned about, like, what's most important to you in life by doing all this? Um, You know, right now, family.
1: Like, um, family is extended to, like, some of my best friends, some of my my friends of friends. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, like, friends of family. Like, honestly, that's – I just – The people that I have with me right now, my team for Sofu, I man, I'm so grateful for them, Yeah. Uh, for believing in me and believing in my vision, because I think I'm crazy, but I have people that believe in me and <laughs> back like, Yeah, my family. family. that's important. family, um, consistency, keeping, keeping valuing, valuing your friends and family. Because there are people that, you know, you'll get that text like, I've always believed in you. I always knew you were the one. And I'm like, (laughs) like, no, (laughs) no. Those aren't the real ones. The real ones are the people that are actually out doing something, trying to help you, Mm -hmm. trying to help you change your life, you know. Yeah. For the better. Those are the. That's family. That's family.
0: Yeah, man. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Right on man, dude. That's real man. And in, in the passing of a of a legend this past week too, I feel like we're reminded more than ever about the importance of family, man.
1: Man, this did you hear what he said on uh what did he say the other day? He's he pre recorded something, he's like, sorry I couldn't be here and I was like, Man, it's like he knew but he's basically he's talking about your dreams. Yeah. Like, those are your dreams. Nobody can tell you. Nobody can change you from, no one can stop you from your dreams. Only you can stop you. So don't ever stop. And I was just like, are you talking about me? He's like, no matter what your passion is, you know. He was telling me about how people
0: told him never to play basketball.
1: And I was like, man. Can
0: you imagine if Kobe never played basketball? Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's a mess we all got to hear, man. He's like the walking embodiment of, like, commitment to the dream. A dude who just was... He he was a walking example of, of what you what happens if you just commit.
1: Yeah, I can't believe it. I like I still don't I honestly don't believe it right now. I'm still i still. I've disbelief. been watching the
0: news for like three days straight, just like, is this really happening? Yeah. Oh my bro, it's crazy. I literally, I literally had it in my journal because I was like, one of the big things I want to do in this podcast is like interview all the people I've always wanted to meet in my life. And I like literally two weeks ago wrote down like my top ten. He was like number two, and I I mean that's like it's not like this is a oh woe was me kind of thing, but it was just crazy. I was like, whoa, like I like read. I looked back at that list, like because I was just flipping through my pages. I was like, oh shit, because you you think you're gonna meet him? You're like, oh, I'll meet him someday. Yeah, because he just feel like he's like an immortal. But then, how many people are left on that list? I guess there's nine. I, guess I gotta add one. Are they still feels, are they still around? They're still around. Okay. Keep it close. But it feel it feel wrong to add one. I feel like I'm just going to leave it at 9 at this point. Unless somebody else comes along.
1: Honestly.
0: But you can't you replace Yeah, leave him. it at 9. Yeah, you can't replace him, bro. <laughs> you can't bench Kobe. Dude, you can't, bro. You can't. You just got 9. Go lives on, man. All right, dude. Well, this has been a great conversation. Um I feel like we've talked about a lot, which has been cool. I'm Curious, like if there's a closing message that you'd have for anybody listening to this, just based off your story, would you kind of leave with people?
1: Honestly, just like what we were talking about with the legend. Um, Tomorrow's not guaranteed, so every day is a new opportunity. Shoot your shot. You gotta go. Take risks. Take chances. (laughs) End up. around and end up opening a restaurant <laughs> do it just do it shoot your shot shoot your shot Just Dude.
0: do it all right on man all right y'all you heard it from tim you heard it from kobe you heard it from a lot of people out there in the world probably but go after your dreams chase them just do it and tim's story is an embodiment of the idea that you don't have to be fearless Self-doubt is a real thing that can happen to every single person every single day. But if you let that self-doubt win, you will never take action towards your dream life. And if you never take action towards your dream life, your dream life will not be created. And so the call to action in this episode really is, what can you start doing? What have you been afraid of? What has the voice in your head been telling you that you're not good enough to do? that you aren't worthy enough to do that, you just aren't enough in general. Get rid of that voice. Keep going. Maybe you've already started, and the lesson there would be then just do not let that voice win. In my own life, I've had about a year and a half under my belt of my dream-chasing journey, and the big thing I've realized is that in that year and a half, there's been about three days where I've wanted to quit. So three of over 300, 400 days, and I thought to myself, man, can you imagine if I would have let that voice win? Just one day, one day can make or break it. And same with the other way. If you say, I'm going to start today, that one day can change the rest of your days forever. And it seems fitting to end with a Mark Twain quote that says, courage is not the absence of fear, but acting despite fear being present. And I will let you sit with that quote as we end today's episode you know what to do. You know what time it is. It's time to go out there and make your dream life a reality. And I will see you next time.